Welcome to Counterbalance Conversations, the show that engages your imagination with discussions about emerging topics and stories of healing, change-making, resilience, and passion. Here is your host, Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Hello, and welcome to Counterbalance Conversations. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa L. Strasser, and today we are going to be talking about seven strategies to becoming a visionary. And after the break, we'll have a very, very special uh, announcement for Counterbalance Visionaries, which is my company. So make sure that you listen to the end of the show. So I'm really excited to um, be talking to you on my own today and really giving you some food for thought around how you can change your leadership style, how you can change looking at your life as a visionary and a visionary leader. So the first thing I always like to do with words like visionary, that's such a um, heavy word sometimes, but it's also has a little bit of a magical ring to it. So let's take a look at what visionary actually means. And the word visionary um, is defined by Merriam-Webster as having marked by foresight and imagination or having unusual imagination. Um, Other words for visionary, which my favorite is quixotic, which implies devotion to romantic and chivalrous ideals, unrestrained by ordinary prudence or common sense. Those are the older versions of the definition from Merriam-Webster. A more updated version is having or showing clear ideas about what should happen or be done in the future. You're probably more used to having that version of a definition for visionary. As I was doing the research on how to become a visionary, what are the traits for visionaries? I saw it from two different perspectives. One would be from more of the business side of the house and one from a personal. So as we talk about the different traits for becoming a visionary, today I'm going to start out with our conversation around being a visionary as a leader and in your organizations. According to Indeed, being a visionary has 14 traits. Those are being persistent, being bold, strategic, risk-taking, communicative, organized, focused, optimistic, magnetic, collaborative, innovative, open-minded, emotionally intelligent, and inspirational. What a list. I don't know about you, but that's a lot to live up to in today's world, especially with all of the changes happening with the pandemic and the changes within our workforce. I think I would also add being a change agent to that list of traits as well. For all of my leaders that are listening, it's really uh, great to note that early research is by Daniel Goldman, who is the, um, the forerunner and subject matter expert on emotional intelligence, has identified that being a visionary leader and that style of leadership tends to lead to greater employee engagement, more productive teams, and improved outcomes in your business. Who doesn't want improved outcomes? I know as a business owner, as a, as a owner, as an employer, 
I would like to have, you know, improved outcomes and happier employees. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, Daniel Goldman also identifies that a visionary leadership style can inspire a team to boldly strive for achieving new heights and unite the organization to take one giant leap forward. As we are navigating these new waters of business and the more digital connections and how to engage employees, we're wanting our employees to take that leap forward. And how do you do that? How do you become a visionary leader? What are some of the things that you do? Well, I did a little bit of research uh, with Wharton Business School. And on their blog, in an article, in case you would like to uh, look for it, is called Visionary Leader One Step at a Time. And two traits and elements that Wharton has identified for leaders that are visionaries, two things. One is seeing things early, and the other is connecting the dots. I know for a lot of you executives, this sounds like a really easy prospect. You think you're doing this every day, and you're looking for all of the trends that are happening because you're reading and consuming and watching vast amounts of information through the news, through newspapers, through publications, industry industry feeds, and you're looking for all of these early indicators, but what you're getting is a lot of noise. And it's recommended that the key to cutting down the noise and really, really looking for those moments of innovation, those moments of disruptive ideas, the key is to prime yourself to pick up on those early signs of change by only consuming a limited amount of information that only talks about industry innovation and disruptive ideas. Because as you're working through those disruptive ideas and those innovations that are happening, your brain is making those connections, which we'll talk about next. You'll stop hearing all of the noise and you'll start seeing those early signs. It's recommended by the experts at Wharton that you only consume about three to seven pieces of information or sources, three to seven sources, and then you connect the dots. So what does that mean? So to connect the dots, you will take all of these pieces of information. You will take the connections that you're making the early signs of disruption, the early signs of innovation, and you will work with those pieces of information to identify the story around the information as it relates to your organization. So you'll say, oh, well, this innovation, we can leverage that innovation or that disruption to create an advantage or a competitive advantage here for our organization. And then you will figure out the plan to pivot or take advantage of that innovation or disruption. Using these two techniques effectively will put you in a strategic visionary leadership position and you will be in great company like Albert Einstein, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, Martin Luther King, and many other visionary leaders that came before you. Going back to Daniel Goleman's visionary leadership qualities, he has expanded on just those two 
common elements. And those two common elements then lead into the three qualities of the visionary leaders. Visionary, visionary leaders tend to see the world differently as the first one. So not only are you looking at your organization, you're looking at the world through innovation and change, but you see the entire world in that way. And you're able to connect the dots much easier. The second thing is you have a unique ability as a visionary leader to help others see the vision. So we all know it's really easy to kind of pull yourself up and look at things from, look at the roadmap from way up above um, and say, oh, okay, I can see how that dot connects. Then we're going to go here and we're going to go there. Well, what happens when other people don't see the vision? Your job as the leader is to help others see that vision in the way that they prefer. So we're not just talking about giving them all of the vision all at one time and expecting that they are going to digest it as quickly as you did. Not everyone has this visionary um, ability that you do. So as a leader, it is your job to identify how the le- how your employees need to get the information. How can you communicate it to them? How can you give them the long-term vision while still giving them freedom to work on the, um, the roadmap and the details, which we'll talk about next. And you help others to see that vision so you're all rowing in the same direction. You want your employees and you want the other individuals on your team to be willing to take that journey with you. The final step or the final quality is visionaries, visionary leaders have this ability to always turn their vision into reality. It may not be their first vision. It may be, may not be the first thing that they've tried, but their vision, even with edits, always turn into reality. So visionaries always ask and they always look for how can I, instead of I don't see how I can get there. So as a visionary, it is your job to help other people's help other people see the road and to help you turn it into reality and make that plan. So as a business owner, as a leader, being visionary, you know, you're striving to find solutions. You're striving to find solutions to complex problems. You're wanting to help people grow as a visionary leader. And you define your own level of success. One of the great skills of a visionary leader is that you manage your energy, not your time. So that's really important. If you are an individual who is, it may take you eight hours to do something, but the energy that is expended is very minimal. 
So could you do it in two hours? What is your, what does your energy say? How are you feeding yourself? Is it through passion? Visionary leaders are extraordinarily passionate about their projects and they want to bring everyone along. So they want to grow the individuals on their teams as well. So even though a visionary leader sees the world differently, you help others see the vision and you turn that vision into reality along that journey, you're helping other people to grow as well. And remember, I said, you may not have your vision turn into reality immediately. Well, that's one of the other traits of visionaries. You are willing to fail and start again, fail and start again. The final word on being a visionary from a business perspective is that you value simplicity and clarity. Sometimes the easiest path is the most productive path. It is the most clear path. As you're working with individuals, you're growing the individuals on your team, you're driving the bus for them to help you make this vision a reality. Simplicity and clarity are going to be your friends. Also allowing those processes to work for you and make them work for your employees. If you remember a few weeks ago, we talked with Jessica from uh, SCG Consulting. She talked a lot about visionary or about aligning your culture, aligning your processes with your employees. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back a couple of episodes and you will find her. So I want to talk about visionaries in a different way now. I would like to take a different perspective on becoming a visionary in your life. And although the traits you just we just discussed are valid, they are absolutely valid from a business perspective. And you can even use some of those visionary skills in your personal life. I want to look at it from a different perspective. I want to look at it in a more simplistic perspective. So I want you to think back to kids playing on a on a playground could be your kids, could be just in general. Do you see how much their imagination is engaged? Sticks become swords. Slides become their castle. They are using whatever they have around them to create a world of imagination. Do you notice how creative they are and how they are fully present in the moment? Do you see how happy they are? Do you see this in your mind's eye? How would you like to feel like that when working with your teams or going through your life in general? So kids are pretty smart, I have found. So here are seven easy ways to Remember the traits 
from your childhood that will help you, you know, come back to the visionary that you actually are. Remember that visionary that you are. So let's take a trip back to elementary school. What do you think? First thing is embrace your inner child. We all have one, you know, the one that is silly, even if it's layered under life and adulthood. That creativity that we were talking about just a few minutes ago is right there under the surface waiting on you to embrace it. I'm reading um, Big Magic by Liz Gilbert right now. And she talks about how ideas will come to you and they will come to you and they will come to you and they will wait for you, wait for you to be open. And if you do not accept them, you don't work with them, then they'll go over to another person in order to come to fruition. Well, I don't know about you, but I would love all of the ideas that I can get. I don't want them going anywhere. I would like that muse to come to my uh, desk every day and be innovative and creative and visionary in my business and have fun in my business every day. What about you? A lot of that comes from being heart-centered, which is the next thing that embracing your inner child will do. Being heart-centered is being compassionate and open and willing to listen to other people. The next thing is communicating your dream or your vision to the world. How many kids do you see on the playground that are telling their ideas to the world or you have a child that comes home or talks to you in the park or talks to you in the grocery store and they say, I'm going to do this. I am going to be a fireman. I'm going to be a police officer. I'm going to be an artist, whatever it is. They tell the world their dreams. So what have you been hiding from the world? What would you tell the world from your dreams? What have you been holding inside and not telling everyone? Visionary share their dreams so others can help them. So the next, the next trait is participate. Show up to the playground. We want you to be focused and present because if you're focused and present, how many times have you felt the power building when a team gets together or when a leader is listening to you or a leader is listening to the team and the excitement builds because everyone is fully focused and fully present and they are building that creative power within the meeting about this new vision, this new idea, this new dream. So showing up and being present also means striving to educate when you're performing a task. So if you're the only one that knows how to do something, being a visionary means let's spread the wealth. Let's educate others. Let's bring them along and grow our individuals. Next is being, being focused, present, and connected to others. If you are connected, you're focused, you're present, 
You're going to draw more of those people to you. You're going to attract individuals who value that type of leadership. Visionary leaders are focused, they're present, and they're connected. And I'll tell you something, the millennials and the Gen Zs love that type of collaboration. So if you're looking for ways to engage your millennials and your Gen Z employees, this is how you will do it. The next step is don't worry, be happy. Be a positive energizer. So when this goes along with being present, being focused and connected, you have a positive outlook when you come into the meeting or to your team. You have high energy. You excite everybody. You get everybody jazzed up. And then you recharge the team and those people that are around you. Because driving a team, um, a vision to fruition, a lot of times is really, really exhausting, especially for the team around you. And you will recharge them. You will help them communicate effectively. If you have just a little bit of emotional intelligence and you're helping them and you understand and have compassion for them, these individuals will also surround themselves with positive people and they're willing to help these individuals and individual being the visionary leader they will help the visionary leader to make their dream come true. I know this sounds very soft for some of my business people out there, but I promise you, hang in there. This really does work. The next thing is pay attention. Listen carefully without judgment. Here's a basic skill set for visionary leaders, basic leadership skills. Speak your expectations up front for your individuals. If people know what's expected of them, they will strive to achieve them. If you give your audience a big picture of what you have in mind, they're going to strive to make that happen for you. Next thing is get out of their way. So now you've given them the idea. You've given them expectations. Now it's your turn as a leader to sit down and allow others to be as as creative as possible. You allow others to come up with new ideas and you don't judge them. You don't shut them down. And then when they work, cheer them on. You want to make sure that you're cheering your employees and talking about their successes. You want to be their cheerleader. We're going to step away for a quick break. And when we come back, I will go through the last three traits of being a visionary leader. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. 
Check out the Voice America Variety Channel on Facebook. This is the place to share and read stories about and from our hosts and shows. And you can add your voice on today's hot topics. Like us and comment on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Variety. You are tuned into Counterbalance Conversations with Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Find out more about Dr. Melissa by visiting counterbalancecoach.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, and welcome back to Counterbalance Conversations. Thank you so much for rejoining us. Pre-break, we were talking about the seven traits of being a visionary leader and seven strategies for becoming that visionary leader. So we had just talked about paying attention, listening carefully without judgment. That was strategy number four. It is important that you're cheering for the successes of your employees and being open-minded to their ideas. The next thing is, so number five is to make new friends and go outside your circle. You know, we all like working with all those people that we normally work with. We like our using our circle, but sometimes you need to get outside your circle when you have a vision and a disruptive tech, maybe a disruptive technology, something innovative, your team might not be the best individuals to work with. You might need to bring in a consultant. You may need to bring in a coach, maybe some training. So think about, you know, making some new friends, going out on LinkedIn, doing some networking, talking to people in the space where the disruption has occurred. So as we discussed earlier, you're communicating your dream and your vision with the world. So share that dream and vision with these new individuals. Reach out to people who might be interested, who may have a different perspective than you. And I know we say this in every leadership class, but if everyone in the room thinks like you, you are missing a fantastic opportunity to bring some great um, thought, diversity, and even diversity into your groups. So I would recommend wholeheartedly that you go outside of your circle, attract the talent that you need to achieve your dream by sharing your dream with the world. You can do this by um, networking through social media, through different um, communication forms that you have within your business. It may just be someone from a different department. But kick around, you know, just kick that idea of solopreneurship. If you are an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, I know none of us really liked the great projects in school, but this is not that you cannot get there alone. You cannot achieve your dream alone. As cliche as it sounds, teamwork makes the dream work. Just make sure that your team is aligned and moving in the same direction. And what do I mean like that? Mean about that? Your team alignment is so important that everyone is rowing in the same direction. Everyone has the same values. And that goes along with your your partners as well, your outside partners. I know with my business, I'm being very particular in the partners that I take on 
at, and working with on projects because all of them need to have the same values as I do. Not directly the same, but we need to at least be going in the same direction. We don't want to have someone within the organization that is driving us um, completely opposite direction and is going to undermine the progress that we're making. So make sure that, you know, you're not talking about solopreneurship like it is a badge of honor anymore because now it's teams and collaboration and it has a much richer experience for everyone involved. And you'll embrace others to help you achieve your goals and fill the gaps in knowledge, skills, and connections. So this is a really great way to mind the gap. It's what a lot of um, businesses are calling it now, minding the gap. So you have a gap in the competency or the knowledge or the connections within your group. This teamwork and the going outside of your circle will bring in people that will fill that gap for you. Number six is go to recess and self-care. I know this sounds like it is completely off topic, but it's not. You can't pour from an empty cup. As As a visionary leader, remember we said that you need to be the cheerleader. You need to be the one who is bringing the energy and lifting everyone up. Well, you can't do that if your cup is empty. I heard a coach one time say, what is inside the cup is for you. What spills over is for others. So don't empty your cup trying to support other people. You need to make sure that you keep your your cup full so you're able to be that cheerleader. You're able to be that person that brings this to your to your team, all of this excitement to your team. Others should also be pouring back into you. So how do you keep your cup full? Well, a few ways of doing that would be having healthy relationships and healthy familial relationships. So make sure that you're taking care of yourself, body, mind, and spirit. And a lot of times eating healthy is the way that you fill your cup. Rest is super important. I cannot stress this enough. I know as entrepreneurs and I know as business owners and busy executives, sleep sometimes is what we carry and we say, oh, we only sleep four hours a night because we're hustling and we're grinding. And sometimes it happens that way. I know a couple of days this week, it's been pretty tough for me. And I have pushed forward and, you know, had minimal sleep. But my productivity was much lower than it should have been if I had just taken the couple of hours and went ahead and got some sleep and refreshed myself. So give your mind and your body time to recuperate from everything that you're putting into it. Mindfulness and meditation is another way. This is a great way to start your day, recharge in the middle of the day. There are numerous meditation apps and meditations that you can do in very short amounts of time. Um, You can either do it via YouTube. You can, uh, and there's numerous apps for meditation. 
but I would recommend a five to 10 minute meditation. You can do this while your coffee is making in the morning or while the water for your tea is brewing, whatever your, your choice. I prefer to get out of bed and sit down and meditate as the sun rises and do some yoga. The movement piece So mindfulness and meditation and movement can all be done at the same time or separately. So what is your preferred level of movement? Is it going to the gym? Is it taking care of, uh, is it yoga? Is it going for a walk? Is it playing with your dogs? Is it playing with your kids? What is your movement that is going to get your body energized and burn off some of that stress that is building up in your body? And the final thing is gratitude. Being grateful for the small wins, being grateful for things in your life, taking action um, or being grateful for, say, even writing down five things on the hardest day. So if you start getting overwhelmed in the middle of the day, maybe stop and say, okay, what are the things that happened today that I'm grateful for? I woke up. I'm able to move my body. The sun is shining outside. I'm able to stay at home with my dog. Whatever it happens to be, whatever it looks like in your world, take some time to be grateful and that will feed you and that will feed your soul. And the final strategies for becoming a visionary. Take action, stay consistent, and be persistent. So taking action is don't let the the ideas just percolate in your head and not do anything with it. Make sure you're putting an action plan together, designing a roadmap with your team, and taking action to make that dream become a reality. If you're an entrepreneur, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe That is, today I'm going to call on five clients. Tomorrow I'm going to um, write a blog post. The next day is I'm going to do all my social media for the next week. Whatever that happens to be, you want to take action. The next thing is staying consistent, which is whatever you're doing, do it consistently. Just because you did it one time, and it didn't work doesn't mean that three times down the road it will not work. Consistency is the key to success and being persistent. Along with consistency and action, you have to be persistent. You have to be able to drive your team. You have to be able to motivate your team. You have to be able to pull your team together, rally them, And be persistent even when the failures come. And that will achieve your success. So visionary leaders are so rare. I hope that some of these strategies will help you become more visionary in your actions with your business. And I hope that being a visionary is... um, how you want to approach your business. I think with moving to 
a remote workforce now, I think you're going to need to be able to rally your teams and have to be more visionary than ever. You're going to have to understand what are the trends that are happening in your organization? What is happening in the industry? What are the disruptions and innovations that are happening? As we've seen over the last few months, there has been an extraordinary um, leap in innovation and leaps and bounds of disruptions in our world. And individuals are moving forward in a lot of the plans and dreams that, that they came up with. And as a visionary or a hopeful visionary, you want your employees to be able to see that so they will continue to want to work for your company and move forward. So I wanted to thank you for taking those steps to help your employees. So now we're going to make a, a pretty significant shift from seven strategies to becoming a visionary to um, a pretty exciting announcement for Counterbalance Visionaries. And Counterbalance Visionaries is the company that I'm the owner of. I'm the CEO, coach, and consultant of uh, Counterbalance Visionaries, which you also know as Counterbalance Coach. Many of you heard over the last couple of weeks that we have new music for the show. We've taken a different um, direction with the show. We're talking about storytelling. We are um, bringing in people to talk like authors and artists and speakers to tell their stories. We're also doing um, more directed conversations about things like being a visionary. Also, we have a brand new website, which is counterbalancecoach.com. On that website, we have a my new blog called In My Own Words that is part of the way that I'll be communicating with you going forward. So in addition to Counterbalance Conversations, you have Counterbalance Coach website, you have In My Own Words, and of course you have the Counterbalance Coach on Instagram and Facebook that you can also join me. But tomorrow is my 50th birthday. Some of you have heard me allude to this in the last couple of episodes that we've had. And on, if you follow us on Facebook and if you follow us on Instagram, I never thought that I would feel as in introspective and energized as I do at this age. As I worked on my goals for 2022 and reflected on 2021, yes, I'm already thinking ahead to 2022 and what I can bring to you that is going to be valuable for you. I wondered how I would shape this uh, announcement that I have and how I would connect it to something that I was really, really passionate about and that all of you could connect with in one way or another. So the last two weeks, um, as we said, we have changed the focus uh, in the new website. Um, 
I have become partners with some amazing group of women business owners and we're, we're partnering on some things. So remember that solopreneur, I've decided that I can't do it alone. So I'm partnering with other entrepreneurs and I landed my first significant um, contract for my company in the last couple of weeks for 2021, which is great news because during the pandemic, it has been like every other uh, organization has been a tough couple of years. So that was really fantastic. The universe is smiling on me and I'm really humbled. And I know you're saying, so what? So I thought about the journey that I've been on the last several years to recover my voice and to become my most authentic self. I thought about whether I wanted to share my story with the audience um, on this final day of the first decade of my life or the, this decade and the first half century of my life. Did I want to speak the truth to the world, to the world? And I thought maybe you could resonate with some of this. Some of the listeners could resonate. And if I can help just one person by sharing my story, it will be worth it. So November is Sexual Assault Prevention Awareness Month. And there are so many organizations that are serving this purpose. There's one that I'm especially fond of, the work that they're doing. It's called Joyful Heart Foundation. This group is working to educate individuals on domestic violence and sexual assault, creating awareness, and advocating for rape kit backlogs to be cleared. They're doing great work, and please check out their organization at joyfulheartfoundation.org. I'm not paid for this endorsement. I just believe that they are changing the narrative. They're affecting change on a national level and their resources are life-saving. And I believe knowledge is power. So I encourage you to go there and check out their resources. So why do I encourage you to look into their programs? Um, I'm a survivor of, and I, I had a conversation with someone right before uh, I did this show. And we decided that survivor was a challenging word for us because we are on the other side of this. So I'm a survivor of domestic violence and a two-time rape survivor at the hands of intimate partners. I am on the other side. I am no longer a survivor. I'm a warrior because I no longer have, that these situations no longer have power over me. And this is not an uncommon occurrence According to the National Sexual Violence Research Center, 51.1% of female sexual assaults and 52.4% of male sexual assaults are by intimate partners or acquaintances. This data is based on just the recorded or reported sexual assaults. Me, I didn't report either of my assaults because I felt like it was my fault. I felt no one would believe me and I was ashamed that I let it happen. It took me over 15 years to speak of the first and over three to speak of the second assault. My outcry to an elder family member from the first, which happened in my early 30s, 
was met with disbelief and victim shaming. The second I didn't speak of until recently. I found myself with a loss of self-esteem, baseline depression that never really went away, and extensive self-loathing. When the second occurred, I had begun the, begun the healing journey to find my voice after the first. Several, after several failed relationships, the death of my mother, and extensive depression, the second had set me back to the beginning, and dare I say back further than I started, and I had shut down. I had to start my healing journey over. I was already an Asui Reiki master teacher. I sought out other ways of healing, including art, writing, storytelling, yoga, ecstatic dance, drumming, sound healing, theta healing, and Karuna Reiki. Whew, that's a mouthful. I soon after became a Karuna Reiki master teacher and a 200-hour registered yoga teacher. I sought ways to connect with others, ways to allow vulnerability in safe spaces, ways to express myself that didn't require me to speak of my trauma, and tools to help me find my way back to myself. In 2021, my intention words for the year were reimagine, authentic, allow and empower, and freedom. The end of the intention is the word freedom. That is what I'm working on now. So here we are. I believe that telling the story will give me that freedom and hopefully some other individuals the freedom as well and the courage to seek their own healing path. I encourage you to go to Joyful Heart Foundation to find resources. And if this helps just one person become free of the shame and devastation and depression, it will be worth telling my story. I hope that this gives one person courage to report a sexual assault or a domestic violence situation. I know this has encouraged or that the pandemic and being in at home with domestic abusers has been challenging for many individuals and dangerous. I encourage you to reach out to someone for assistance. With this story, I want to announce the keys to freedom element to kick off my 50th year. The launch of a new program and division of Counterbalance Visionaries LLC and a holistic extension of the Counterbalance Coach brand new sage arts this new division of counterbalance visionaries llc will focus on healing through energy art and storytelling this is going to be a direct product of my healing journey this is going to be a warrior woman venture or adventure i should say we are launching this new division and program tomorrow on my birthday, and I invite you to find our pages on Facebook under New Sage Arts or Instagram under at New Sage Arts and even on TikTok under New Sage Arts. Our division, our services and content will include 
educational classes, creativity, coaching, and workshops, Reiki certification training, Reiki sessions, theta healing sessions, yoga, possibly even online yoga, meditation workshops, mindfulness workshops, storytelling tips, author interviews, and much more. Along with this brand extension, I'm happy to announce that my blog, in my own words, that we talked about a little bit earlier, is can be found on counterbalancecoach.com and will expand not only business coaching and coaching, but will also include content about New Sage Arts. Right now, there are two postings up there that I think if you're interested in this topic, you will be able to find value in two of the the postings that are already up. So I invite you to go to that. Thank you for joining me on this journey and supporting Counterbalance Visionaries brand through this radio show, podcast replays, website visits, Facebook, and Instagram. I am humbled and honored that each one of you join me each week. Thank you for sharing my story. Next week, we will be joined by Rachel Keck, who will be joining us to talk about workplace culture, strategizing a culture of connection. Until next time, be well, be inspired, and be the counterbalance. Thank you for listening to Counterbalance Conversations. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Melissa L. Strauser, for another inspiring show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next program, be well, be inspired, be the counterbalance.